I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little something. I'm bucking, up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. Episode 107 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. Now, right before I press record, we're just bullshitting. First of all, I, I like I just said, I don't do anything fucking formal. Sure, sure. Introduce yourself, who are you, and, what, and, and we'll get into how I found out about you and all the ins and the outs. Yeah, uh, my name's Greg Stone, I'm a stand-up comic. I, have a, I do a podcast called The Rad Dude Cast. Uh, that's... I guess that's what I do. I that's, guess that's what I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the gist. Yeah, that's the gist. All right. So now we were talking. Now there was a funny. I don't know if you would call it funny, but the coincidence of the crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I stumbled upon you, I guess, lack of a better word, is that I listened to the Robert Kelly YKWD podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I'm listening, and you're on. And you start telling stories, and then all of a sudden you start mentioning somebody who's your brother, and he's in a quote-unquote crazy hardcore band, <laughs> and people call him the wolf, <laughs> and then I'm just, I'm listening, and I'm just like, no way is he talking about Joey Southside from the banner. <laughs> no, no way. And then one thing leads to another, and for fucking sure as shit, you're talking about Joey, and I'm like... That's fucking Joey's brother. So I hit up Joey saying that I'm listening to your brother right now on Robert Kelly's podcast. And then you told a crazy story, which in a little while, if you want to tell that story oh, again, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. that's it was I was fucking dying at work. So um so yeah, I mean that's how I stumbled upon you and I'm like, Alright, he's a comedian, so I listened to a few of your episodes of the, of the Rad Dude cast. Yeah, yeah. And then you were on Robert Kelly's podcast a couple episodes ago. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, there's a weird connection there between the band and your brother, and I love comedy. So why not hit you up and see if you'd want to be, you know, if you'd be down? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. here we are. And thank you for inviting me into your home. Yeah. Well, you got the fucking wolf approval. I got the wolf approval. And like, you know guys. what? Joey's fucking great, man. <laughs> Joey's such a good dude. Yeah. I saw him. I don't see him very often because I'm in Brooklyn and he's in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. But I saw him. Shit, it was probably like, fuck, like last summer. And we will speak like on Facebook here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw him in person at the Debenham Music Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where like Terra played and a whole bunch yeah. of other. Are you into the music? I was. So the thing is, I was straight edge. You know, I was into the whole thing. I was into the music. But then when I turned about, like, when I started doing comedy... I got so involved in comedy that you, you might, know. Might, oh, of course. Go it's, right yeah, it's, there's nothing. It's only. It's only tobacco. I mean, I prefer. I prefer it to be weed. But yeah, <laughs> no, no. actually, I don't smoke weed anymore. Yeah. Oh no. Good. Uh, uh, yes, I guess. <laughs> like I was straight edge, so like I didn't drink or do anything until I was thirty, and uh, I was really? like, so now I'm like, I'm in like my college days now. Just like having a blast, and I'm like, everyone's like, hey man, you fucking fucked up. And they're like, dude, I have kids. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but I didn't do any of this shit. Right, so. right. Oh, so you're making up for lost time. Yeah, but it's not bad. I, I truly, that's the one thing, like, I don't want to go on a thing, but. Go on a thing. People used to get, like, furious about breaking edge, and man, I like, I think that being straight edge at that time was what I needed to be. Right. 
And I think that it got to me who I was. If I had started drinking when I was 18, I would be fucked up now. I wouldn't be anywhere. I'd be fucked. I would be lost, you know? So, like, I think that was a huge thing for me to get to the point of where now when I started drinking and smoking pot on my own, it kind of created, like, I have a personality now. So I don't have to depend on, like, that shit to have a good time and do all that stuff. Right. I, I mean, that's the one thing I don't like about straight edge is that they get mad if you break. And it's like, no, I think it's a really great thing for people to get to as a certain age. You know, like, you get to 30 and you're like, yeah, man, you can smoke some fucking weed. You're not going to become a drug addict. You're not part of that system. Right. You got through those Or Yeah, and it's like, even if you're younger and you have your shit together and you're building whatever you're doing, whether it's your career, your job, your something, and you're focused on that because you're straight edge and you're not doing that whole party scene. Yeah. And you have yourself a good base. Yeah. And then once you have your all your fucking ducks in a row, yeah. then if you fucking want to smoke a joint, yeah, yeah, yeah. or drink a bottle of Jack, <laughs> yeah, yeah. have the fuck at it. Yeah. Like, I get it. See, me, I'm all fucked up. <laughs> I was, see, I'm good now. See, that's the thing is, <laughs> but back in the day, oh, you fucking guys, you're like, fuck straight edge. It's like, yeah, I'll see you in 15 years when you're not drinking anymore. I'll never claim straight edge because like, I've done so much shit yeah, yeah. that it's like there's no way, even if, even this is the only thing I have. Yeah, yeah. There's this little fucking logic vapor thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking Gay, bro. It's it's cherry flavor. Yeah, it's great. Just enjoy that's it. That's it. Enjoy it, man. And 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 you know what? I drink black ice coffee. <laughs> that's what I got left. Yeah, that's it. But that's the thing, right? Because when I was younger, I just took that time to do that. Then I was sober. Then and now it didn't. I can do it now. But now my friends who were like. They were like, oh, fuck you. They yeah. burn through. I think you are allotted a certain amount of drinking and smoking pot and doing drugs. And you either get them in the beginning of your life or the end of your life. Oh, and it's yeah. like, I it's burnt, like, I yeah. burnt my fucking... You used all your points. I used all my points and then some. <laughs> I owe somebody points somewhere. <laughs> I don't even know how to put that into words, but yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah, man. So, like, for me, I, I don't like anything that you say, I'm going to do this forever and never question it. And it's like, nah, man, you don't know what you're fighting against. Like, I didn't know. So, mm-hmm. uh I have like a, I mean, I'm going to get into some of that shit, but uh, I, um... Where did you grow up? I grew up in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Okay. My, you know, grew up a block out of Newark, New Jersey. All right. Um, like you were asking about, like, the, I was really into hardcore. I was going there with my brother. Me and my brother were going to shows every weekend. But once I started doing comedy, that kind of took over my life. And then that everything kind of started taking it back, you know, like... And I didn't do anything else but comedy. Right. So I kind of like, you know, I fell out, you know, and, you know, if, 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 if the band came out after 2004, I probably don't know about them. Right. You know what I mean? No, so I get it. I'm kind of going back and like hearing a lot of stuff now, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Me and my brother used to go to shows and shit all the time. Yeah. Um, Bluefield Half Cafe. Oh, can I tell you something about Straight Edge? One yeah. Tell, t- tell me, tell me whatever the fuck you want to tell me about. So I grew up, I grew up, <laughs> I grew up like heroin, a lot of friends, parents were on heroin. Right. A lot of, you know, alcoholics in the family, all that shit. Um, and my brother was drinking. So I would see him. I saw him one time. We were at a party and he was just like downing a handle of vodka. And I was like, yeah, man, this is in our blood. We can't do this. And this is before he he, he was straight edge for a little while. And this is before that. So I was like, yeah, I can't even start this shit. So I was um, fucking doing it for you know a long time. And then we were at a show. I think we were like seeing Hatebreed at, in, at Chrome. Or some shit. I can't remember where we were, what we were seeing. But I was with my other friends who were straight edge. And uh, 
I was doing it because I wanted to be, you know, like, I want to be a good person. I want to be part of, like, the drug thing. I was afraid of, like, all that shit, you know? I get it. And we were at the show, and the guy comes back to my car, and he was like, hey, man, we, we, they're checking for weapons. We can't bring weapons in, you know, so whatever. You and can't then, have gimmicks on you, bro. Of course. Gimmicks is after God. Gimmicks. Sure. In some, I guess in some circles. <laughs> it's a gimmick. You can't have gimmicks on, gimmick you. on you. Anything can be a gimmick. Yeah. So yeah. these kids throw, so kids throw, fuck, on my passenger seat, everyone, they had knives, brass knuckles, and a guy pulled out nunchucks and threw them, and I went, that's yeah, I'm like, fucking awesome. <laughs> and I go, this is who I am? I'm like, yo, this is who I'm hanging out with? I'm yeah. hanging with a guy who's trying to fight the fucking shredder? Like, yeah. I was like, this isn't about being a good person. These guys are coming with nunchucks. Yeah. And I'm like, this is some shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this, this fucking thing I'm doing? So then I was like, all right, I'm not going to really call myself straight edge anymore. I'm just not going to drink because that's the reasons I'm doing it and shit like that. And uh, and then, you know, I fucking, I, uh, you know, I had a Malibu Bay Breeze and then. A Malibu oh, Bay Breeze. Good. Yeah, and it was sweet and delicious. That's what you quote unquote broke edge with? Yes. Oh, and I, I fucking never regret it, man. It's delicious. Whiskey isn't good. People who's like, whiskey is fine. You put, put a little water, it's fine. But a Malibu yeah. Bay Breeze is delicious. You know, but it's, it's a pink. fucking tree. Yeah, who cares? It's fucking pink. So, all right. Well, don't conform uh, to society's fucking... No, no, I get it. No, you don't conform. <laughs> I get it. I yeah, get yeah. it. So you yeah, broke yeah. edge with a Bay Breeze. Dude, I broke edge with a Malibu Bay Breeze. It's, a, it's coconut rum. Yeah. Isn't it? Now it's gross. Now you have a fucking... Yeah, you have a stomachache if you have one. But, like... Oh, yeah. Dude, I it's just gonna candy. Sweet. It's like, fucking... It's it was candy. candy. And it's like, you know, it's like there's a place and a time for that. And yeah. that is the most, like... Level one into drinking, you know? <laughs> and now they're doing all weed. Like, all the fucking vape pens are like, yeah. pineapple this. And it's like, yeah, man, I choose delicious over pain. True. You know? Like, but, that, but yeah, I, yeah. I, well, nowadays, yeah, I guess so. Because, listen, when I was young, young, if I took a sip of, like, my father's, like, whiskey, it was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then by the time I'm like... You know, yeah. nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you you, you know they, they, what they say is like you know if you keep doing something for like two two or three weeks, and it becomes sure. habit. It yeah. grows on you. Yeah, it's like with this black coffee shit. <laughs> like this is recent. Like I used to get like caramel in it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and shit because it was sweet. Yeah. But now I was like, you know what? It can't be good for you. All that sugar and disgusting yeah. shit. So like I've been drinking like this black coffee for like maybe a month, uh-huh. and now I'm used to it. Yeah. It's the same thing with like whiskey. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then, but, but see, like, whiskey, things with, like, color, like, dark fucking booze, I would get, it would, wouldn't be nice. What do you mean? Like, for uh, calories, or you start stabbing No, nah, I don't give a fuck about <laughs> calories. I'm 1,800 calories watching my girl's figure. No, I'm saying now, I'm, like, 43, so it's like, yeah, you know, maybe I want to stick around a little yeah, while. Sure, yeah, No, yeah, yeah no, I start fucking, I want to, like, fight the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ball. Yeah, yeah, the whole ball. Yeah, exactly. Everyone and their mother. Yeah, it's bad. It got bad for a few, you know, yeah. there's a few incidents where... It was no good. It's like, oh, well, what happened? Oh, well, Jimmy was drinking fucking tequila again. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't the fucking bougie shit now. It's like fucking dirty, like Cuervo gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yellow, fucking nasty. Totally. But, yeah, tequila and me didn't fucking go. But you developed a nice taste for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if I smell it now, I'll fucking yak, bro. That's how I am. If I, if I went too hard on tequila. If I even have a smell of it, I'll just uh, throw yeah, it. Yeah, no, tequila, bad, yeah. bad. But I could do like a little whiskey. I put a little bit of water in it, and it's like I'm just, I'm not jamming it down my throat anymore. It's like I like that. At 37, it's like I like a drink, right? To kind of like chill out a little but bit. Listen, I, I, the pot is all new to me, so listen, that's all as long as long as if you're able to fucking keep your fucking shit in order, and you're able to drink without 
getting stabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then to have the fuck out of it. I wish I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because totally. I won't. Yeah. And I've, I've said it many times on the podcast, but it's fucked up. Like, I'll admit, like, I'm out of control. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot drink. So are you a, you're a sober guy now? Would you consider yourself sober? Or I don't know about my attitude. You know, you know <laughs> they have that, oh, you know, you're a dry drunk, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you hear Voss, Rich Voss sure. talk about all that shit yeah, all yeah. the time. But, yeah, I, I don't do anything... No, it's great. I mean, uh, if I have a fucking headache, I'm taking a Tylenol. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But other than that, like, no, I don't do any, oh. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have it all. You use all your points. Right. It makes sense. It right. makes sense. You it came to a point where it's like, honestly, like, I've, I've, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm never the preachy guy, like, ever. Like, if you wanted to smoke or drink a beer right now, I wouldn't frown upon it. I'd be like, yo, have at it. Of course. Have that for me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so... No, mad. it's... Just, I mean, all my friends in comedy, everyone's fucking sober. They're either sober or they're on their way to being sober. Right. Like, that's just every fucking comedian in this business. Uh-huh. And it's like... Yeah, it's... there's, It's just... You know, I... It's... It's totally... Yeah, it's not even. When I was younger, I used to go, "Oh, what are you not drinking? Or what are you drinking?" You know, and it's right. like, yeah. Now it's like, no, man. Like you do what makes you fucking happy. Exactly. Also, so, also at thirty-seven, man, it's all kind of boring now. Yeah, we just We've I'm done all that. Fine, shit. but it's like, I'm kind of coming to that time. Where I'm like, I can see how I'm, how I'm just kind of done with this. Right. And, but if I was eighteen, getting bored with weed, I would have done fucking coke, or I would have done fucking. Right. I would have upped it, but now right. I'm like, oh no, I'm a meditate. I'm a fucking spend right. some time with my wife. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, do normal adult shit. <laughs> yeah. Normal person shit. Yeah, yeah. To a certain degree. Because, I mean, you touched on it before. You said, you know, you used to go to shows, this, that, and the other thing until you got into comedy. And then you kind of did that at shows and you went full speed yeah. with comedy. And as you were saying that, like, I hear the majority of comedians say that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I listen to Joey Diaz all the time. Oh, I love that guy. Uh, it's fucking hysterical. Bro, his new fucking tour is called. It's I think it's like, what is it called? I listened to Florentine recently, and he announced he's Joey Diaz's new tour is fifty six and still swinging dick. <laughs> it's like, come on, man! Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, but he always says that, like, you know, once I got my shit together, I went into comedy because this it was just it was drop everything comedy, and I've yeah. heard a lot of comedians say that. Yeah, which I guess that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know? And, and and listen, you're the second comedian that I've ever had on this. I had Florentine on, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think he was going to respond to me. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, yeah. and, and I know his comedy, so I'm like, yo, would you want to do my podcast? If you don't, that's yeah. fucking fine, too. Like, he's easy. Same. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, he's, yeah. So, and, and he just hit me back. He's like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no shit. I, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So, like, uh, just like I'm doing with you, I yeah, that's great. What's up? You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we totally. met at a diner in Jersey, and we were just shooting the shit. But um, I forgot my whole fucking point because I don't have comedians. No you were bringing up, you were saying the comedians. Uh, Jimmy oh Jimmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of people might not listen to the you know a, a lot of people that listen might not be so familiar with comedy. It's yeah. not a, technically a comedy podcast, but it's like a lot of people don't get it. I don't think. And, I, and you, obviously, being a comedian and being on podcasts and being surrounded by comedians, this is probably the a conversation that's always been s- spoken about. It's like how it's a fucking art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people are like, oh, you're funny. You should go... No, 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 no. Like, how did you wind up getting, first of all, the balls to... See, uh, see I look at it like 
It's one of the hardest things to do. Me, personally, I don't think I'd ever be able to do it. I don't think I would have the balls to be one mic, me, and then to come up with an act or material or even whatever kind of a comedian you are, if you do a lot of crowd work, this and that. But in order to make a room full of people do something involuntary, which is laugh, yeah. all at the same time, is not fucking easy. So, so that right there is just like... It would scare me. Like, I would never be able to do that. But see, that's the thing, right? So, like, I think everyone has a misconception of comedy, and they make it all this magical shit that it's not. And I love comedy, and it is an art, and I really believe that. Right. But it is um, a more of a simple formula than I think people think. One of the things is that, uh, man, I love being on stage. I love getting on stage. Okay. So, l- loving being in front of people makes comedy a little... Right off the bat, easier. You right. know what I mean? Like, and it, like... I, your mind interprets stage fear, getting on stage as either fear or excitement. Your mind actually, the way it's interpreted is actually, it's how you interpret it. It's, it's, it's the same physical thing. So before you go on stage, you might go, oh, I'm scared. And the truth is, you're not scared. You're excited. Just tell yourself, you're fucking excited. Right. Then you go on, and then your, your, your body's going a million miles an hour, right? Right. But it's not about being funny, man. Yes, you have to understand funny. Right. Um, but it's about doing it a billion fucking times. Sure. Knowing, listening to the crowd and going, okay, this works. This doesn't work. Right. Being self-fucking-aware. That's what it matters. I mean, like, I know guys who were never funny, but they just kept going. They were honest with what was working. They cut out the shit. They used what was good. And and you can and you can make it work. You know? Right. It's like, but, you, but people aren't willing to be honest with themselves. They'll go, no, this is funny. They're wrong. And it's like, well, if no one's laughing... Yeah. And you've done this 20 times. You've done this joke 5, 6, 20 times. Yo, the joke ain't funny. Right. Or you're not... I don't believe it's not funny. Sorry, this is a whole other thing. I believe... You're not committing to it? The next, in your mind, if you think it's funny, it's funny. But you need the crowd to see why your mind sees that as funny. They need so to you need to you. communicate what you see to them. Right. So they can be in your head and see why you think that is crazy. Right. So if they're not laughing, you're not expressing that to them. Right. So, and, but some things are impossible to express. Right. Some things to you are only funny because you lived a certain life. You lived right. through a certain big thing. And a crowd may never understand that. Right. You know what I mean? But if you think it's good, you've got to figure out a way to get them to see what you fucking see. Right. Um, so I don't think comedy necessarily, it's, yes, it's hard because you have to do it. At this level, at the level where where you're a professional comedian, you need to be doing it every single day. You need to be writing every single day. You need to be like every single day. And you need to be willing to go up there and eat a fucking bunch of dicks. Yes. Yeah. But that's part of it. That's Of course. Bomb. You have to fucking go there and eat shit. Bombing sucks. But it doesn't suck that bad. It sucks when you don't bomb on your own terms. Like, if I'm bombing and I'm doing stuff that I don't really like but I know works... I walk off the stage and go, fuck, I hate them. Or if I'm really excited about something and I bomb and it doesn't work, then I'll get mad because I'm like, fuck, maybe that's not good. Maybe I'm not funny anymore. Maybe I've never been funny. But the truth is, it's like, you don't know what's going on in that crowd. Right. You know, like, you don't. you don't even, like, I did a set a few nights ago where I talk about being married. And uh, the girl who went up before me, I didn't, I went up, I bombed. I was like, well, I'm talking about being married, but the fuck, this is just easy bullshit. Right. Turns out the girl in front of me talked about how the people in the front row should be married and they aren't and fucking he's just some asshole like she was too mean 
to the people and it turned on the crowd. And then my material is about, I just talk about how I was together with, for my, with my wife for 10 years before we got married. Right. So it seemed like I was going down that same aisle. And I talked to the guy in the front. I go, hey, are you married? And he was like, no. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know why this guy's being an asshole. And the crowd was just mad at me. And they were all worried. They were just kind of worried about, like, how I was going to react with these two people. So no one left. But if I hadn't have seen the comic before me, I mean, I'm sorry. If someone didn't tell me afterwards, right. I wouldn't have fucking known. Right. I wouldn't have known. So, like, you don't know that you're bombing for things that you can't even control. Right. You know? So it's like, you don't know, maybe fucking five minutes ago, you know, there was a fucking, you know, like, there was a car accident that everyone is wheeling. You don't know. Right. So it's all part of it. It's all just fucking part of it. But isn't it fucking in 2008? Because, I mean, we're the same gender. How old do you say? You're 37. 37, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm 43. Yeah, yeah, five years of the same shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I grew up listening to and watching, like, Carlin. Yeah, yeah. And Dice. Yeah, yeah. And old Eddie Murphy specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that shit. Where... There's a lot of fucking, in 2019 fucking terms, is yeah, like yeah. questionable, you know, not PC shit. Like, nowadays, unless you're completely fucking unapologetic, like somebody like fucking Florentine, yeah, yeah, yeah. who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, do you find yourself having to tiptoe around these fucking whiny fucking people that have... The PC a, culture. That, that, that people are so offended by everything. Like, oh, God forbid if you talk about marriage and you say something quote-unquote negative about your wife, then all of a sudden you're fucking, you know, you're woman bashing or some yeah. bullshit. Like, do, do you give a fuck about that or do you tiptoe? There are things that you can't... See, I believe in two things with comedy, and it's be original and be funny. Right. Right. Be original and be funny. So if you're up there doing jokes that are offensive... Just to be offensive, that's not cool. Like, if you do a racial slur... Right. Right? If you do a joke about black people liking watermelon or some shit, right? Right. To me, that's not funny. I've heard that a million times. Well, yeah, I've heard that in second grade. Exactly. When but kids if, in the second grade were telling jokes like that, when everybody laughed at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Different times. Yeah. I saw a guy on stage, with some black guy on stage, and he was like... Yeah, all these fucking white people, they smell like baloney. Like, he just had some line about it smelling like baloney. Man, I spit my drink out because I was like, I never heard anyone say we smell like baloney. And I even <laughs> smiled, so I'm like, do I smell like fucking baloney? And that would be awesome. And I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, funny. oh, like, I never heard that before, right? So, my thing is that, like, if the PC, when they, when they get too fucking PC, it's like, yo, you're not listening, right? I do a couple jokes about abortion now, right? I'm doing some shit about, um, and it makes me laugh because I do a joke about abortion and how... If you're religious, if you believe in heaven, then why would you care about abortion? Like, you're going right to heaven. Like, right. Let these people, like, just easy pass them right through. It's like a whole thing. Right. And then the fucking, you can see people were on the left cheer, right? But then I go on to put the part about fucking, about, you know, when I, then I go into abortion on them being like, hey, I, I understand why you would think that's a life, you know? And then else, and they get tightened up. Right. And I do that, I do that joke on the road in the Midwest. And I do the opposite. I do the part where, like, where like, hey, man, like, I get how you see that's a life, and I go into that joke. Right. And then they laugh, and then I go into, like, yeah, but if you're religious, and they go, <gasps> and it's like, oh, you're all fucking cowards. Right. Like, you're all, just listen to me. Right. right. But if you put enough bullshit, I call it, I call it um, the way I look at it is uh, you're trying to sneak a, uh, with comedy, you're trying to sneak a, uh, a file into a, to give to a prisoner, essentially, right, in jail. Sure. So you've got to put it in enough <laughs> cake. That the guards don't check it. That's kind of how I look at it, right? Okay. So if I'm trying to tell them something, I gotta put <laughs> enough whipped cream around it. 
enough fun and silly shit to get my point across right. without people being like, okay, fuck you, I like God, or I like fucking whatever. Because, right. you know, like, I'm like an atheist, so I do a lot of atheist material that I hear turns you. people. Uh, I, I, I would be, I, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All in. It turns people off, but if I do enough silliness around it, usually I can... It softens the blow. Yeah. So I believe that, yes, I think that people are clearly more sensitive now, but that just means I gotta do more work to get them to be open, to open up to me, to question their fucking, to question their values. Yeah. Because like you said, for me it was Carlin, right? I grew up... Number one. It was, all time for me. I was an atheist, I was a kid questioning God when I was younger, and he was saying shit, and I went, oh my God, like... He's making this make sense to me. And he brought that shit to the masses. You know? Unbelievable. Yeah. That motherfucker, man. He had balls. Yeah, yeah. He could give two shits, man. Yeah, yeah. And I have, like, I've said it several times. Like, there's really not too many people on the planet as a whole. I'm even talking fucking family included. Yeah, yeah. That I look up to. Yeah. Like Colin. Yeah, yeah. He was unbelievable, man. Carl, I mean, like, I, I can't ever do a number one. I have too many. But Carlin was a big point in my life where I was like, oh, like... Yeah, Carlin's number one for me. You're, you're telling me shit that uh, I kind of feel, but I was too scared to to search out those feelings. To, yeah. to actually investigate that shit. And then it allowed me... And that was the big thing with Straight Edge. Sorry, like, to go back to that, but... Ah, that's whatever. I had to... Um, I dated a girl in high school who was super Christian, and uh, I had to really question my own religion and she never did. So she just believed the shit that her parents and family did. Uh-huh. And I remember that point where I lost full faith and I had to start finding my own values and that was a hard time in my life. And I think for a lot of people, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Give up on all that shit to just go, yo, to just stop. You believe God? You believe there's a man who's taking care of you and taking care of all your family to break that shit down is scary. Right. And then what do you do? Well, then we'll gonna kill anybody. And it's like, nah, man, you gotta find, you have to rebuild right. yourself and find your own values. Every, now I know my, I know myself brick by brick. Yeah. I know everything I believe and why I believe it because sure. I fucking searched. It was, none of that shit is shit that my parents gave to me. Or, I mean, for the most part. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure there's shit I don't see, but. You gotta question all that shit. Yeah. My dad was Catholic. It's called being a fucking having your own thoughts, man. Yeah. It's like it's, all this shit is handed down and people just take it and go with it. And like me, I was always like always questioning shit. Yeah. Always. And then I saw it, this was before Colin got into the God stuff yeah. and but I I saw Colin at Carnegie. Oh, yeah. Which is 82. Yeah. I was like seven. Wow. Watching that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hysterical laughing. Talking, he's talking about like the shit at the end of an egg. It's not the end of an egg. It's the beginning of a chicken. It's hen cum and all this shit (laughs) and all that stuff. And then as he gets older, he gets a little bit more, more philosophical. Yeah. And then he starts getting into deeper shit. And politics, and then the whole religion thing, and then he breaks down the Ten Commandments, and all this shit, and it's just like, I can't really, even though it's an act, there's a lot of truth in there, and it's, you know, he makes some of it funny, of course, because that's his job, but there's a lot of stuff in there that I can't argue with, even on a a serious level, it's like, but, alright, but, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, 
he's got something here, and he's making you, th- and he's and he's making you think. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, like, I don't think comedy is necessarily, it doesn't always have to make you think. No, absolutely not. Andrew yeah. Dice Clay does not make me fucking think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet Midler shits yodels, nobody believes me. That makes no no sense and means nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'll fucking laugh. Makes you laugh. Right. right. Exactly. And that's great. And absolutely. that's okay. And that's the thing about comedians. They're like, is that offensive? I go, yo, man, my job is to bring you joy. So, like, any other... Most comedians are trying to make you laugh. So, it's like, if someone says an offensive joke, ask yourself, like, yo, was he just trying... What was he doing with that joke? Was right. he trying to tell me how he feels? Right. Or was he just trying to make me laugh? Right. And, like, 90% of my friends will say offensive shit just because it's shocking. Right. Because I'm like... And the funny to that with me is, oh, that's funny because I'm not supposed to hear that from you. Right. If my fucking stepfather said that I wouldn't laugh I go oh, that guy fucking thinks that shit right but if fucking my best friend of like a hundred years comes out and he was like I don't know maybe uh, maybe Hitler was right I don't know that's not funny but I'm saying right. like some shit like that I go oh that's hilarious because he doesn't think that right and that coming out of his mouth is crazy you right. know it's like if uh, you know like it's like an old gag like a if a, a little three year old girl walks over to you and she goes hello like has right. a weird you go oh why does she have a man's voice right. you go like that's a gag it's not supposed to come from there exactly that's what a lot of that shit is right but and then you get that person though that one fucking I'll say it like that one fucking half a drunk fucking white chick with a blog yeah and then she'll take everybody in the room is fucking laughing and then she and like or she'll be laughing the entire time and then there'll be that one thing that you say that she'll take that like that's personal yeah, and then yeah. she'll start fucking typing away on her fucking nonsense so I want to get to that let me explain let me say one more thing and then I'm say, I want to just jump into what you're saying there my my uh, wife is Asian right okay so like we always like now that she, gives you a pass to tell fucking Asian jokes no but that's the thing right with her <laughs> she just goes yeah I'm just sick of them right and I go oh I get that right so like I don't I don't do that because she's heard every one and she's just kind of tired of it, right? So, right. but like if I say an Asian joke to my friend, to my best, I'm still making them. I just don't make them in front of her right. because she's fucking, they don't bring her joy. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I still, I make it my friend Anthony. He's like, oh, I can't believe you talk about your wife that way. Right. You know, and it's like, so there's something there, like, so I understand the, but when the white person goes, I can't believe you told an Asian joke, uh, I go, fuck you. Yeah, go You're not the guy, yourself. you're not the person who's sick of it. You're right. not the person who dealt with a thousand times. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let everyone talk for themselves. You know, know your crowd. Yeah. So that person who does uh, that shit fucking worst. Makes me furious. And I got into a, I got into a bad with a heckler once because I was talking about, um, I was talking about like 9-11, I did like a 9-11 story about some shit, you know, and then I did something else. And then I did an abortion joke. And she goes, my best... She said some of this shit about, I had an abortion. I can't remember, man. It's like five or six years ago. Right. She said some shit about, like, I had an abortion. Let's just make that up and say right. she had an abortion. And I just went in on her and I was like, yo, so you're mad now? Because the abortion happened to you? I just talked about 9-11. You were laughing, having a good time. Right. None of that shit. But now, as soon as something happened to you... Yeah. Now, right. How fucking selfish is that? Yeah. How about you just step back? And like, hey, if you can't hear that shit, go to the bathroom. Right. You know, and like, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not going abortions are great. 9-11 was right. Like, I'm, not, right. I'm just, I always try to dig bigger topics. Right. But I was just talking about abortion in the way that goes, think about what we're doing. You right. know, that's my, all my shit comes from the fact of like, it's all hypocritical. Right. It's all, like, you're pro-choice, but I don't, do I have a choice to get a gun? No, you're not, that's not a choice. You know, some other right. bullshit. You know, it's right. all that shit. Yeah. So it's just usually selfish 
it's it's either selfish because they can't hear it, or they're trying to look like a hero. Right. And it's like, stop it. Yeah. You stop it because you're shutting down free thought. Right. And you're in a fucking comedy club where yeah. this shit is supposed to fucking be said. Yes. Or it's supposed to be... There's types of comedy, and I like comedy that explores the dark rooms we're afraid to go into. Yes! That's what I want to do. I want to talk you, about the shit we're afraid to talk about. You try, And you also try to make a little bit of levity and, a little, and, you, and you try to fucking laugh about some horrible shit to find the good in some terrible shit. Yeah. Right. I worked in an ER for five years, man, and that shit was heavy. And then one of the doctors was like, walks in, he walks out, and he was like, ah, that fucking glob of shit. Like, he just he said some shit. I was like, dude, that's... That was harsh. And he yeah. was like, yeah, either laugh or you cry. And right. it hit me, man. I was like, the first step to talking about something is laughing about it. Right. Now, I'm not here to solve your problems. No. But let's talk about rape in a way that allows you to talk about it. Right? Okay. And then when you feel comfortable talking about it. Because if you can laugh about it first, then... You can talk about it. And then when you can talk about it, you can start to heal and you can start to fix it. Now, I think there's a lot of comedians out there not doing it. They're just doing... There's a lot of shitty comedians. Uh, fuck yeah. But I think there are a lot of good comedians who, like, they want to talk about these heavy topics because it's the first step for some people to be able to talk about it. But if that's not your healing process, that's not your process. And that's okay. Right. But don't get mad at me for my process. Right. You know? That's how I deal with stuff... That's how other people do, and that's for those people who do deal with that stuff. Right. Oh, sorry, we're getting like fucking super fucking heavy. Uh... <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you just like shot me. Oh, sorry. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah, no, but like I'm really passionate about that because George Carlin did that for me. You know. Yeah. Other comedians did that shit for me, where they allowed me to talk about those, to explore those spaces I was afraid to go to. Right. And if you're going into a, into a, into a comedy club. And if you like a specific kind of comedy, then do you maybe do a little bit of research on the person that you're going to see? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Me, I like all different kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, from fucking filthy fucking dice and 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 Joey Diaz and yeah. this one and that one to I like Sebastian Maniscalco's shit. They're all great. Because I could fucking relate to the fucking guinea stuff that he talks about. Yeah, of you know what I'm saying? Like and he's for the most part, a clean comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But he's he, great. But he's fucking great. Do you remember Brian Regan? Of course. Do you remember how... Super fucking clean. Super clean. Remember how he got... Well, he... You know how I was introduced to Brian Regan? How? Opie and Anthony. Would you I fucking, ever fucking think? No. So that, that's where he was going to get introduced to a billion fucking people? Right. Opie and Anthony. Opie and fucking Anthony? Loved the Opie and Anthony show. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Talking about pushing the boundaries of fucking radio. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, Stern. Absolutely Stern. But for some... I don't know why. For some reason, during that whole time, I'm not going to say that I wasn't a Stern fan. Yeah. Because, because I am. Yeah, yeah. But there was something about Opie and Anthony that I liked better. Yeah, well, at that time, in my opinion, it was halfway through Stern... Changing. So Stern had been doing what he'd been doing for a while. And he was great. Stern's always great. Right. But Opie and Anthony now were on this edge. They were doing more fun. I mean, Anthony Cumia... Dude. ...was killer. Fucking brilliant. Show, you know? And He's fucking still fucking hysterical. He was a tin knocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, com no comedian. No, no fucking comic background or anything. Yeah. One thing led to another. Next thing you know, he's fucking... 
Yeah. And he doesn't do stand-up. No, no. He's just a radio... He's hysterical like that. Yeah. Him, and so, like, it was, like, Howard Stern in the morning, and then you'd have, like, it was, like, three, three or four o'clock, or whatever, the morning drive home was Opie and Anthony, yeah. and then Ron and Fez. Right. And that was, like, just killer, killer fucking comedy right yeah. through. And then I think Howard Stern evolved, started doing into his interviews, and now his interviews are, like, unbelievable. Right. Um, right. Yeah, but, like, I think that it was just... I think we also hit... I think Opie and Anthony pushed Howard Stern to evolve and gave him get better, I, I think. Yeah. And I think Opie and Anthony was a thousand times better on K-Rock when they were, like, whatever, when they were on regular radio. Right. Because they... Those oh, yeah, would always get fucking fired and yeah. shit. They did some fucking crazy shit, man. But I love dirty comedy, but limits. Boundaries make you have to be funnier. Right. Which is, like, a wild thing because you have to go deeper because you can't just go... You can't go shock... Right. And shock is a little easier because it's straight down that road. Right. You just go, oh, I'll just say the next most offensive thing. Right. The next. But when he was, when they, Kumi would do like these impressions and shit. His dice impression, his Vince McMahon oh, impression. Oh, so funny. All of that shit. So, so funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's for, you know, like, who would have thought that Regan, I would have, uh, a very clean comic. You, yeah. You'd, think, you'd hear on Opie and Anthony. It's like, well, what a weird thing. But yeah, yeah. Those, there's places for everything. But. To your point, um, uh, researching comedy is great, you know, before you go to see somebody. But also, like, if you're in New York, they do showcases. Yeah. I'm not sure if you... The, so, in most most places, comedy is um, MC does 15, feature does 20 minutes, headliner does 45. Right. Research the headliner on that show. Yeah. But if you're in New York, they do showcase shows, which is everyone does 15 minutes. Right. Right. So you go to that, it's like, yeah, if you don't like a guy, yeah, you only have 10 minutes left. Yeah, you'll live. You just fucking sit through him for 10 minutes. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah. And don't curse about someone. Do you know how you get someone to change their material? Don't laugh. Right. If you tell me I don't like that joke, then I go, all right, I got to do that joke because something, I just got to figure out a better way to tell it. Right. But if no one laughs at a joke, I Then go, you got to scrap your shit. Like, oh, this is, there's nothing this is here. Dead, there was yeah. no reaction. No one cared. I'm right. not doing this anymore. But but people who too knee jerk reactionary, they have this sick need to be fucking heard. And if you're fucking heard, that means I hit a point that's worth talking about. There you go. I hit the dark point in your room that you're afraid to explore. Yeah. So that means I just got to go about it with a little more whipped cream. Right. Or you're wrong. Right. You know, or you know, like or like, if most of the crowd laughed and you didn't, then fuck you. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, uh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I did a joke on a. I was opening for. Rosie O'Donnell once. Really? Yeah. And oh, boy. Random, she was actually, like, she was actually really, really nice. But her, I do a cunt joke where I talk about just, and. Listen, it's comedy. Sometimes you gotta fucking make jokes about cunts. Yeah, yeah. And so the joke was about, it's just a story about how I did a bit, and uh, I fucking flipped out, called a lady a cunt. And um, the, the joke is me telling you that story. And um, I go, all right, this bit always works. So I'm like. But I, I'll know if I can do it everywhere if I can do it in front of Rosie O'Donnell, in front of all of her crowd, which are going to be liberal, gay, you know, just super far left. Right. And I did the joke, man, and it killed. But then one person wrote a letter. Of course. One person wrote a letter to the club, and the club and the club came up to me, and they were like, Greg, man, i got to be honest, man. Love the joke, but maybe don't do it opening for Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course, but that's you gotta how take that I know. risk. That's how I would know if I was truly being offensive, or right. if I was like, because I was worried. I'm like, is this a joke? That's am I not thinking about 
what this means. Am I not go or am I just are they just laughing at the fact that I'm screaming the word cunt a hundred times? Right. And so I don't know, man. People laughed, and then one person wrote a letter. But the club, but it was like, it's just a crazy. All you need is one person, which is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but you don't speak for the crowd. The crowd all laughed. Right. So it's like, what the fuck? But that one person's fucking letter can make an impact of like to a club or whatever, fucking bowing down to this one asshole. Yeah, yeah. But it's fucking infuriating. Good clubs bro. won't. Right. Good clubs. Good clubs will go. Good clubs will go. Uh, they'll check out the material. They'll see all that right. shit and whatever. But yeah. well, how about you're not going to make everybody happy if you made fucking ninety percent of that fucking room laugh, cater to those people. Fuck the ten percent then. Yeah, but then there's another argument there of like. The niche comedian, like if you're destroying for that ten percent, and the ninety percent is going, eh. right. sometimes I go, I don't know, man. That ten percent might be the people who just get me, right. and they'll be fans for life. Right? You know what I mean? So like, it's you have to kind of look at all of that yeah. a little bit, right? But if I'm looking at somebody, I've had that before, where I did some religion joke, and the crowd was all turned off. Well, one guy was going, like he was just dying, and he was like, "Yo, man, that shit was great," and I was like, "Because of you." I'm going to try this joke again. Right. And then I started doing it in other rooms. You know, I did it in more liberal rooms that were more atheist, you know, that was more likely to see religious people. And then I took that and then made it okay for me to, and then I added more and more whipped cream to it so that I can then use that in front of conservative rooms who are more religious. Right. So it's like, it was one guy who loved it. And then I brought it to a room of people who I knew would kind of like it so I could make it better. And then took all of that to a fucking, to bring it to like people who would hate it. And then make them love it. Like, that is fucking, to me, how you win a joke. Sure. To me. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. So. It's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're a fucking comedian doing your <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I have, like, a huge amount of respect for, like, somebody like Bill Burr. He doesn't give a fuck what you think. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Saying, Go fuck yourself. You don't like it? Whatever. Go fuck yourself. But the truth is, though, he does give a shit. He does, and but... He, it, I know. How, how, you, how you know he gives a shit is because his shit kills. If he didn't give a shit, no one would be laughing because he wouldn't care if people were laughing. Right? right. I mean, like, yeah. yes, he gives his shit. He gives his shit enough to make that shit kill. Right. You know what I mean? So he clearly does. You know? And like, <laughs> if he didn't, he'd be up there being like, fuck all you people. No punch, you know, like, no right. punchlines. And then whatever. But he, it's not that he doesn't give a shit, I think. He believes in what he's saying. Absolutely. And he knows to make it... He's a fucking comedian who knows how to make it funny. Mm. Make it work. He knows how to make it fucking work. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, but also, who the fuck knows, man? Nobody else on this podcast knows who I am, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's where my mind just... You think fucking... I know what the fuck I'm talking about? <laughs> if anybody fucking listens to me and takes me serious or fucking takes advice from me, you got problems because <laughs> I'm all fucked up. I don't know. So I got a question for you, man. How did you meet my brother? I met your brother... Well... How did I actually meet him? The banner played one of the shows that I booked. I used to book shows at a bar in Brooklyn. Okay. And I saw the banner play. It was kind of by accident at Starland. Kind of late. I'm going to say this was... 2000... I don't know, maybe 2008? Wow. Something like that. Was that at Starland? It was at Starland. It I was, was there. <laughs> it was Razorblade Hand Grenade, Suburban Scum, The Banner, Vision of Disorder, E-Town Concrete. Yeah. I think maybe... I, it was like the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, yes. whatever year that was. Yes. And I had heard of The Banner at that time, 
but I just never seen him live or anything like that. And I saw him I was like, yo, he, it's fucking sold out. It's thousand degrees in there, and here comes this fucking maniac, the singer. With a hoodie and a coat and a hood up. I'm like dying. I have like a tank top on dying. And this motherfucker comes out with all the lights and shit. I'm like, yo, this fucking band is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess... They don't care about temperature. Yeah, no. They don't care about temperature. That's a fucking wolf. Yeah. Right? So, uh, some time goes by. One thing leads to another. I start, you know, a couple years later, I, I start booking shows at this club. And... I reached out to your brother, I think, like, via, like, Facebook or some shit like that. Like, yo, man, you know, booking the show, you want to play? I think it was, like, with All Out War or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's like, all right, yeah, no problem. No, yeah, no doubt. But I think we have a mutual friend with Anthony Gutter, Gutter okay. Christ. Okay. So I think maybe there was a connection there. I don't remember. But then he played a show, and then we were bullshitting, and... We kind of, I guess you could say, hit it off yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever, and we just remained in contact, and he played, like, two or three of my shows, and, uh, yeah, like, that's pretty much it. Like, I never really hung out with him, like, out in the street and sure, shit sure, like that, sure. but we have a lot of mutual friends and shit, but I met him basically through the band that I saw by accident because I went to go see VOD. It's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So it's like we bullshit and you were telling me what what happened with <laughs> You messaged me. You were yeah, like, I messaged you because I sent you a friend request a while like right after I heard you on that Robert Kelly I sent you a friend request. And then the day that I hit you up is the day you accepted it and to ask you if you would be down. And then as I'm going back and forth with you, your brother hits me up and just writes Jimmy. <laughs> and I start laughing. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm like, what, you heard? And then Joey was like, yeah. Uh, my brother hits me up like, do you know this fucking guy? <laughs> and he's like, oh, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, he, you told me that he said that he had good things to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. He just wrote back like, solid dude. Best guy, Jimmy is the best guy, and I was like, because my thing is like, man, like you asked me to do a thing, you asked me to do a podcast. It's like I, I don't really care about weirdos or what I care about is oh, can I talk to this fucking person for an hour? Is this gonna be an right. hour of me being like, I gotta right. fucking get the fuck out of here? You right. know what I mean? Like, so and he was like, no, Jimmy's the fucking best, and I was like, all right, and I'm like, and I'm like, how close are we? I was like, can I invite him to my house? And he was like, you invite Jimmy over, you would bring, you make him a pizza, you fucking <laughs> take care of Jimmy. <laughs> All right, all right, yeah. So I was like, I don't know. He gave you like the full fucking thing. I was like, so literally, I was like, I was like, I were friends before I even met you. I was like, I love this guy already. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, he said that he he was like, yeah, my brother gets it a lot. I know your brother, so he kind of put, you know, runs the paperwork across my (laughs) desk in order for me to give it the stamp of approval. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's fucking funny, dude. My favorite feeling in the world is when I'm doing like the rad dude cast or something, and then I'll just be like, yeah, and I'll mention my brother, and people go. Holy shit, dude! Your brother is from the banners. I've been listening to your podcast for this long. I had no fucking idea. That's and I'm so like, fucking weird. And they don't even hardly even play anymore. Yeah, yeah. They but like they were, they they had their fucking fans that love them. You yeah. know, like that's the thing. Like with my podcast, we we don't have like the we don't have a crazy amount of listeners, but we have people who get tattoos, and we have people who are like diehard fucking yeah. fans, and it's like. That's more important to me. Yeah. You know, well, we had a guy on our podcast. We had uh, this guy, Adam 
Conover, who was he does that show Adam ruins everything. Okay, and, yeah, I don't, I, he's a, he was a great guy, but we didn't get a ton of like. I shouldn't have fucking said that shit. I should have. Well, anyway, he's sorry. A, so stop. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, he's just a really really great guy. But what I guess uh, the point is that we, he's great. He was super fun, and we I've known him forever. But we've had people on our podcast sometimes who will be famous, but we don't get a lot of retweets, or you don't get a lot of new people listening because people go, oh, it's just a TV show that they don't give a shit about. That's just background noise. And then you get someone who's got a smaller thing of just dedicated fans, and those people will fucking, they're like, you, they gave you the fucking stamp, we now love you. Right. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's you know, weird how all this shit works. It's like Modern Family, right? I don't follow, I love Modern Family. Great show, sure. Never seen one episode. Yeah. But it's just, it's on, it's background shit. I don't follow anyone on Twitter. Right. I don't know who any of their names are in the cast. I don't right. know if they're in my town. But if I listen to a podcast like, fucking Tuesdays with Stories where I'm listening to this shit all the time. It's like, I know those guys. I love those guys. I know when they're in my town yeah. because you feel a lot more emotionally connected to them. Yeah. It's, it's Joe List, right? Yeah, Joe List, too. Yeah. I, just, I just randomly threw that yeah. out, but those yeah. are like really good friends. I listen, I listen on occasion, sure. Yeah, Joe's great. Joe and Mark are great guys. But I'm saying, like, people who listen to this podcast know and love you way more than they'll ever give a shit about the host of fucking... You know, Wheel of Fortune or a show they've probably seen a thousand more times. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because they know you here. Right. So they're free of their Oh, yeah. They know everything about me. Like, I've fucking spewed everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they feel like you're their friend. Yeah. You know? And I'm everybody's friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to like me, but I ain't got nothing against you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking go do your thing. That's the thing that fucking annoys me, though. When you do a show, someone comes after a show and they're like, hey, man, uh, how's your how's your wife and shit? And I'm like, you know, you don't know my like, Do I know you? And they're like, no, no. But they listen to every podcast. So they forget that I don't know them. Right. And they feel like they know you. They feel like they know me. And then they start talking about shit like we have. And I'm like, hey, man, just say hello. Introduce yourself. And I'll get, let me get to know you. Right. Before you just start throwing. It's very weird to me that I forget that you know every in and out of my personality. Right. And you are, you could just, you could be a killer. Like, I don't know who right. you are. Yeah. It's like a weird thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Know. People know everything about me. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, That's I great. My, my whole life story on an episode. The whole fucking deal. I'm going to listen to every one. Yeah. Very excited. Well, it goes from the first, from episode one, it was originally me and two other people doing it. Yeah. And then I don't remember where one guy f- fell off, but then it was me and one guy up until episode 50, and then from 50 on, it's just me. It is you? Yeah. Did you have my brother on? Was he on the Yeah. Joey was on early. Really? Like episode like 20. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I told him, as we were going back and forth, I was like, yo, you have to come back on again. Yeah. So he's like, absolutely. I have free time. I'll fucking definitely come on. <laughs> I was going to say that I was like, oh man, we could do it together. Um, but then I was like, we do sound so much alike sometimes. Ah, we would make the distinct, <laughs> we, we would make the distinct fucking separation. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's crazy. We have the same, we talk the fucking same people. Like, we're doing a podcast now together. And it's like, who, you and your brother? Yeah. We're doing a, like, really? a comic book nerd podcast called Cerebros. We just started it. All and right. We have to, we have to do video as well because I'm like, some people aren't going to be able to... Our nuances are the fucking same. Right. The first episode, he came in. We did it in my office. We had to shut all the doors. It was like 90 degrees. He has a hoodie on. And I'm like, of course. fucking hoodie off. And he's like, this is my brand, dude. <laughs> Don't break my brand. And it's like, we're like... But he's... It is his fucking brand. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, he doesn't give... He thinks it's funnier to have a brand than yeah. to actually have a brand. Of course. You know? I get that. He's like, it's like, it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm, you know, like... He's one of the funniest people I've ever... I mean, my brother, to me, is one of the funniest people I, I, I ever know. And, but he would never get into stand-up comedy. No, he did something else. And I, he... I think he thinks... I, we'll see. 
But I don't. I think that uh, he's just to put that much time into music. Yeah. You know, you have to put that much. The amount of time you put into music, you'd have to put into comedy. At least, there's not enough time in life. Yeah. To do that shit. Yeah. I'm not you know what I mean? Like sometimes I sit there and I started like fucking. I was making a beat or something, you know, because I was like, ah, I'll make a beat, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, nah, people who do this shit spent their lives doing this, doing shit. this shit. And it's like, I don't want to disrespect, and that's kind of stupid on my spec, but it's like, I don't want to disrespect it, I'll just, I do everything for fun, I just try to do lots of different art to get out of my own head and yeah. shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, I do this shit, I mean, I've, I've said this several times as well on the podcast, like... People like, like, I was going back and forth with somebody. He was in, like, fucking Tennessee or something. He just did a documentary about a band and some guy who just died, blah, blah, blah. So he hits me up. He's like, would, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm down to basically talk to anybody who has something cool to say or if I'm interested in what their, what their thing is, whatever yeah. it might be. You know what I mean? Because I've been branching out a little bit. But I'll never do it over the phone with anybody. The podcast? Face to face only. Of course. Face to fucking face. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, I'm not gonna... I mean, I have the opportunity. I can I can fucking do a phone thing with somebody in England. Yeah. I can do it with someone in California. Like, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not doing that. Well, there's something really about just being on the phone with someone and recording it. It's, it there's nothing there. There's no, you know... In my opinion, it's because you are a real... You're, you're a... There's two... There's like different types of people, right? Yeah. You're a connector. You know what I mean? Your I, strength comes with Jimmy the Connector, dude. You're Jimmy the fucking Connector. Hey, in some circles they call me Jimmy the Connector. <laughs> no, but like, like there's there's comedians who will go on stage and they connect with the crowd, right? And then there are comedians who go on stage and they do jokes, right? A comedian who goes on stage and just does jokes, set has up punch, same, set up punch, set up punch. Yeah. Yeah. They have the same personality as a guy who could do an interview on the phone, right? You're not like that. To no. me, you're like me. You're a guy who likes to fucking connect. You want to be in the mix, yeah. Get to know people. Bullshit, blah blah. Yes. Yeah, I read. I'll read sense. you. I'll say, you know. Yeah, I'm sitting here on a comfortable couch. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's just a different thing than me being on the phone with you, never having met you before in person. No, it's like this, weird. This, this, it's sterile. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so what else? Like, nah, none of that shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I'll never do that. Nah, that's. And, and and like I've said it before too. It's like you know, people are always on these phones, and people talk like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's also a way to get out of my own head. It breaks up. Like I'm off from work today. It's like, all right, what am I going to do? You know what? Let's see who I can do a podcast with. Yeah, so yeah, I'll yeah. drive wherever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm on my own. And I fucking get my coffee and I fucking go. And I fucking bullshit. It's great. Yeah, it's good. What else am I going to fucking do? Yeah, I know. It's great. It's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. So you said, you said before that you don't have a number one comedian. I don't know how that's possible. I mean, I can't, it's, 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 it, because first of all, there's so many different types of comedians, I can't compare them, right? So I have people who are dead and people who inspired me. George Carlin, Mitch Hedberg. Well, I mean, listen, dead, alive, old, new, whatever, gun to your head, you, you have to have How do you fucking... compare, how do you compare Rodney Dangerfield to George Carlin? You can't. You cannot compare But they them. could be in your top three. They're like, like, I mean, I have a handful, like, r- right now, currently... Nate Bargatze, John Mulaney, um, Burr, Louie, these guys are the best. These right. guys are the best. But you cannot put them together. You can't, they don't come, they don't work, they don't, what Louie is saying versus what fucking Nate Bargatze is doing, you cannot compare. 
but both are fucking unbelievable. Nate Bargatze and John Mulaney right now, I think, might be the two. Those are the two guys who in five, ten years, you go, oh, like, they're the fucking... I'm they're not the familiar with them. John Mulaney is unbelievable. He's got some specials on Netflix. He's, like, funny and clean. But Nate Bargatze, I think, hands down, might be the best comedian working today. He's really? got a, He's got a special called... I think it's called The, the Tennessee Kid. It's on Netflix now. It's... Um, I'm, he pays me to go on podcasts and tell people about it. And no, I'm just kidding. But, like, he's the best. He's the best. He's clean, but he's clean and you don't know. When I like a clean comedian, then you know they're fucking good. Right. Dude, this guy is one of the... When we turn this off, I'm, I'm going to play you uh, All right. Nate Bargatze and you're going to go, this guy's the... On your drive home. All right. You can definitely that Spotify and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Nate Bargatze's unfucking believable Unfucking believable And clean, but you don't realize he's clean. Right. That's how good he is. That right. you don't realize he's not really cursing. Right. That's kind of how I felt about Brian Regan. It's like they're so good that you don't realize they're not talking about right. that dirty shit. And I don't necessarily know that they even care about that stuff. Right. So it's like it's like it's like Maniscalco. It's like yes. you don't really. It's I like, didn't know he was clean. <laughs> I didn't know. Really? Yeah. I just it's, figured he was I, on his last special. I think he curses like three times. Yeah. 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 There's like one thing, like the most offensive thing. He says something like he's on he's on a wave running with his wife on vacation. And he's bouncing and he breaks his fucking mouth on the, on her back and blah, blah blah. And he says something like, "Oh, my my, my dick's in your ass" or some shit like that. Yeah. But that's like the filthiest he gets throughout the whole special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's only like one tiny little thing. Yeah. But other than that, he's he's fucking funny as shit. And you don't even when you're watching him, you don't realize that he's a clean comedian. Yeah. See, that's the shit. Is Which I, mean, I think that makes you good. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm not thinking about what you are. I just right. know who you are. Right. I kind of want to like... That's the thing. Is like, I don't curse a lot, but I talk about... People always ask me, can you work clean? And it's like, yeah, I can work clean, but what do you mean? Am I not supposed to talk about religion? Am I not supposed to talk about sex? Or do you mean just don't say fuck? And they're right. like, yeah, just don't say fuck. And I'm like, okay. And then I did this... I did this fucking... I was... I did a show in the basement of a church... And, uh, oh boy! Yeah, and I'm, they're like, you can't curse. I'm like, yo, but I talk about religion, and they're like, yeah, but we're open to everything. We're open, and I'm like, all right. And I did this stuff, and people were mad. Of course they were. Well, that was my fault though. But I was like, no, I want to talk to these people. Well, listen, if they say they're fucking open, yeah, you just said you're open, so uh, yeah, now I'm gonna have at it. Yeah, but it's like you're, you're... don't get mad. <laughs> Don't get mad if you say you say you're down for whatever, and then fucking whatever happens. Yeah. You open yourself up for that. I know, and it's not my fault. I don't give a shit. They still paid me. Yeah, so I was gonna left, but and it's also like, and you pissed off a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah, I would smile. One thing happened: the, the priest was mad. He was talking to me. He was like, well, "I just, you know, he, we were." I was like, "Well, then explain how I'm wrong." That was my issue with him. I was yeah. like, "All right, what I'm saying about religion, fine, but explain to me, because I'd love to know I'm why I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I won't do the joke anymore. All right. If I can be like, okay, there's a clear flaw in my logic here." I'll stop doing the joke because then I am believing it. Right. What do you say? It's open to interpretation. He gave me some bullshit. He gave me some bullshit that was like that general answer of like God works in mysterious ways. Oh, of course. I'm doing this joke now. Oh, fucking my favorite. It's a joke (laughs) about how how it's I just I essentially just compare Bill Cosby. People go, who's your favorite comedian? And I go, well, Bill Cosby, and they're like, "What well, about all the other things he did?" And I'm like, "Well, Bill works in mysterious ways." I com- I'm compare. I, I just did the punchline, but the idea is that my f- I knew a guy who was in a car accident, and he was like, "I live because God loved me." I'm like, "What about everybody else? Yeah. Everybody else yeah. was fucked on this, right?" And he's like, "Well, well, you know, God works in mysterious ways." And that's like me being like Bill Cosby. Yeah, is my favorite comedian. They're like, "Well, what about all that shit he did?" 
Right. And I go, you don't, you don't know where. You just step back and look at Bill from a. You're, he's too great. He's too grand. Right. Just, I just did the. I just ruined the joke. Told you the punchline first. Right. But like, it's one of those things where it's like, fuck you. Yeah. Tell me how I'm wrong. Right. Tell me how Jesus saving you from walking into nine eleven. Right. He had the power. Right. He had the power to stop it. It's a little self-serving, isn't it? And he saved you. Right. He he could save you got one some person. Fucking ego on you, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he got one person out of there. He didn't get the guy out of the plane. Right. He could choose one. He chose a fucking dentist in New Jersey. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Right. That makes no sense to me. Right. And the priest was like, well, we just don't know what his plan is. And I'm like, get the fuck out of yeah, here. What's your shit. fucking plan? Yeah. Get yeah, 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 the yeah. fucking plans, so, your agendas. I get very angry. I would no, no. Listen, angry. I agree. I yeah. agree. It's, it's, it's fucking bananas. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking... I don't know, man. I, I can go off on a fucking tirade about it because the next thing you know is this whole episode will wind up turning into a religious bashing episode. Yeah. But it's just... Uh, I you know, had a great time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's just... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like I don't, any of any of the organized fucking religions. I think it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I just think that in 2019, I just don't really understand how fucking people... There's no logic. It's not logical to me. Yeah. Oh, but it's faith. No, it's not faith. Because you're fucking giving money to this person to make this happen and this, and then you pray. But but my, it, it's, it, go, it all stems back to fucking Carlin. Yeah. It's like, my God has a bigger dick than your God. Yeah. Do you believe in God? Yes. Okay. Do you, well, actually, no. Do you believe in God? No. You're dead. Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe in my God? No. You're dead. My God has a bigger dick than your God. Yeah. It's like... All right, so which God is right? Oh, it's only your God. So yeah. what makes your God special? Oh, because that's what serves your own agenda and your own fucking needs and purpose and however you want to fucking twist it around in your head to make it work for you. Yeah. But what about this person? Now, fuck that person. Well, 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 you're not doing God's work then. Why is it this guy is fucking, this guy is over here and you have to pray to fucking... You you pray to the sky over here. You pray to fucking East Mecca over here. You pray to this one. You don't pray. You... Which which one is it? Also, it was the one you. How were... about I think it's all fucking nonsense? Yeah, and it's also you're lucky enough that the par- the the religion your parents chose happens to be the right one. Right? Come on, right? You, they you and they, they didn't even choose it. Their grandparents chose it. Right. So it's like get the, and their grandparents and their grandparents. It's like get the fuck out of here. Right. It's like I, I don't know, man. It's it's all. Uh, and, and I had this argument with my dad the other day. I was talking to him. He's a Catholic, and I go, listen, man, believe in the shit you want to believe in, but understand that. The money you've donated to that church, they have used to relocate pedophiles. Right. And that's a fucking fact. That has nothing to do with what you believe in. Right. That has nothing to do with belief. Right. Your money has gone to relocating. So you want to believe in that shit, fine, but don't go into that fucking building. Right. Don't put a dollar in that goddamn jar because that money... And he goes... And he was like, well, they're... You know, their insurance. He said their insurance. And I was like... But the insurance, who's paying the insurance? Right. You're They're paying a tax free organization. Everything is. Everything is your fucking money, man. Right. And it's like, I, you want to believe in God, go right ahead. But that, your money is going to relocating pedophiles. Right. They use that for that. Right. If Sears did that, would you buy a fucking refrigerator there? Nope. No, you wouldn't. No. So stop buying your fucking refrigerators in that shithole. Right. <laughs> The, 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 the tallest building in town with the with the fucking nicest paintings and yeah. statues yeah. as the poor people are fucking suffering outside. Yeah. Sell a sell a fucking glass window. Right. Sell a open a school. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Have beds in the basement. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That you aren't fucking 
children in. Right. It's oh, it's, it's the fucking truth. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't say sorry. It's like, also, what does Colin say? He's like, you know who I believe in? Joe Pesci. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, because first of all, he's real. Kind of helps the credibility. And number two, it looks like he can get shit done. Yeah. I believe in Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. It's fucking funny. Great. Right. Great. Great. It's fucking unbelievable. So how often do you do your podcast? Uh, we and do where it. do you do it? Well, we record... We now do it in a studio. We used to do it in my office. Ah, bougie. Yeah, yeah. We, we record two a week. We do one for like a Patreon and then one for a regular. And uh, we've been doing it for like eight years or some shit like that. Really? Like six years or something like that. Yeah, it's it's purely comedy. We just try to be funny. Yeah. It's three guys. Me and my friend and... Uh, me and two of my friends. And yeah, we kind I, of started, I started listening. Shit. I started listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like wild. It's like, you know... It's, we, we just... It's, it's about being artistic in my opinion. Like... Okay. Whatever you think is funny. It's a comic hang. Do it. Yeah, yeah. It is. So yeah. You just shoot the shit. Yeah, but we've also done weird ones. Yeah. We've done I'm episodes sure Things get weird. You get a bunch, bunch of weirdos and a bunch of comedians in a room. Weird shit happens. Weird shit gets said. Yeah. And weird shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's what pays the fucking... It's what pays the bills and it's what fucking keeps me edgy. Um, you know, like, keeps me sharp. You know? Yeah. I like, think everyone should have a podcast. Yeah. But just don't compete with mine, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. so many nowadays. That's just, just like, you know, just do your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like you said before, it's like people listen to you. You have loyal listeners. And, and it might not be a fucking, the, on the scale of Rogan. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but who is? You know what I mean? But No I mean, one is on the scale of Rogan. Fucking guy's incredible. Crazy. Letterman isn't on the, Letterman's not on anymore, but like. Yeah. It's, I, they say every episode gets what the, mo, what the Game of Thrones was getting. Yeah. Which is like Rogan is competing with Game of Thrones in numbers? That's fucking crazy. It's it's bananas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never watched one episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, it's a good show. It's uh, fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I'm going against it because I hear all the fucking crying. Dude. Oh fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Oh, there's a Starbucks cup in the scene. So that's the shit that bothers me, right? It's the same shit with the fucking with the you get seven years or six years of great TV and there's and a cup. Then, a cup or one or two episodes make you upset and now you hate the show. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, it's like oh, it took me it took me out of it. It took me out of the whole thing. Oh, really? So the entire all these episodes, like, do you think that this fucking number one that this really happened? So, but the ice dragons didn't take you out of reality or yeah. fantasy or oh maybe there wasn't cameras filming this like yeah, yeah. you know really so yeah. so the fucking guy the camera guy or the key grip or whatever the fuck he yeah. is left a fucking cup of coffee because now he's not real because he's on fucking 18 hours of no sleep filming your fucking ice queen yeah. that he fucked up that now it's like oh and, and now all these assholes that are calling to rewrite the show it's, so it's, it's a, really is it's that silly. what you is that what you want because you didn't get it exactly how you want so now you're gonna cry create your own fucking show create right show. Oh, of course not no all they do is they they, they they talk with their thumbs and they cry and they bitch yeah. and they moan yeah the fact that everyone was speaking English no one that didn't bother you that didn't bother you right they're in, uh, we're in all these people and they're all speaking a language they spoke in England that right. doesn't bother you? Right. Okay, sure. And where is this even supposed to take place? What world is it Fantasy, yeah, you know, like a fantasy world. It's not a real world. It's not your Earth. It's, it's Westeros, which is like a part of Earth. Like Thundera. Like some shit. Yes, yeah. It's like Thundera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, where the fucking uh, Thunderhawks. Not Thunderhawks. Cats. Thundercats are. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And there's that fucking stupid Sonic the Hedgehog movie that people are like, oh my god, it doesn't look like Sonic. So they actually, these fucking people who are making this movie are bowing down and redesigning Sonic for Sonic the Hedgehog. Are you still fucking eight years old playing your Sega Genesis? Yeah. That's how much it fucking bothers you? We pushed it back to 2020. They pushed the movie back. A because whole these year fucking crying CGI. cunts don't like the way of And they're not even going to go see it. No. Most people were never going to go see it. They just complain because we like to complain. It's fucking crazy. That's why I say that. Uh, that could open up a whole other thing. Also, yeah. All, all, I, all I see, I'm telling, like 95% of the fucking posts on Facebook, and no matter what it is, it could be something I kind of agree with, something I completely disagree with, but I read this shit and all I hear in my head. Even if I don't know that person, I have like a voice in my head that that's what they sound like. And all I do is there's an inflection of complaining in everything. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're just posting, listen to my shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, it used to be fun. Now it's not fun. It's not fun. Instagram, Insta, nothing is fun. None of the social, no social media is like fun anymore. Instagram is fine with me though. Yeah, Instagram's fine. Like, Facebook it, and Twitter are just the fuck. I'm on Twitter, but very little. Yeah, I don't have a lot of followers really on there, but I'll post every episode I post up there. Yeah, because I just feel like it's the three. You know, it's you got it. But Instagram is is the the number one one. Yeah, yeah. Know? And then yeah, Facebook because you have your groups and all that shit like that. But but other than that, man, it's like ninety percent. Like my personal page, even my personal page, ninety percent fucking podcast shit. Yeah, ninety percent. There'll be a couple of pictures of me and my girl, me and my daughter. Yeah, that's about it. Podcast stuff. Yeah, but then everything else—it's not worth it. Yet. It's just not. It's not worth so it. What am I on there for? What am I really on there for? Wasting time. I mean, it's like you spend so much time. Right. It's well, I, I don't. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had to stop. Well, I, you know, I'm such a fucking comic book nerd that I didn't go on social media uh, like a month because of Endgame was coming out, and I didn't want someone to ruin it. Right. So I took off, and then doing that, I was like, realized, holy shit, I'm doing so much more yeah. with my life now. Yeah. And I not seemed like my depression kind of got a little bit better, and a yeah. lot of that shit was like, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't know. I have depre- I get like I do get depressed. I don't want to say I have depression, but like, All right. I get well, very, well like, people have ups and downs. You're exactly. You, yeah. But it yeah. got better with not being on social media. I yeah. wasn't angry all day. I wasn't fucking sad or right. hating the world. Or it's like the best. Like I don't have time to do that, or I don't have time, or I'm not. I can't do that because you know I don't have time. But you look at your Facebook feed. And every 20 minutes you're posting shit. Mm-hmm. So, but you have time to post 40 things a day mm-hmm. on jerk or Facebook that nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about that you just checked in yeah, yeah, to yeah. some fucking restaurant. No one cares. Whoa, yeah, yeah. you're eating dinner? Mm. Fascinating. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. But you're going to take the time away... From whoever you're with or whatever to do that kind of shit. It's like, stop it. Totally. Stop it. That's why I won't do this shit over the phone. Yeah. So I'll complain. I complain about people who complain. Hey, you drove here. You drove from here from Brooklyn. That's right. Great. And you know where I'm going after this? Where? I'm actually recording my next episode that's coming out after this one. I'm going all the way out to Rocky Point, Long Island. Oh, wow. Who are you doing with? Gore-Tex. He's a rapper from nonfiction. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You like rap? I do. You're wearing a mob deep shirt. You Me too. I like I I I like some rap. Yeah. I guess it's like comedy. What kind of rap? 
Um, well, I, I mean, I'm mostly a 90s rap guy. Okay. And I like a lot of more... It's it's not... I can't even really call it underground anymore. Because, you know, all... I mean, all good hip-hop is kind of underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't listen to anything that's on the radio. No, of course not. You know? Give me some I mean, bands. Give me them guys. What are you Di- talking about? Diabolic from Long Island. Oh, yeah. I know Diabolic. Actually... You people listening to this episode, I hope you like the new intro because it just debuted on this episode where it's my boy Joe, JoeLific45 on Instagram, gave me a bunch of beats and I did two podcast episodes with Diabolic and I might, I don't know, I might be doing a third today on the way back from Long Island and stop at another place in Long Island. I'm busy on that day off. So I asked him... You know, would you want to just, you know, do a little something real quick for my new intro? He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll play it for you when I'm done. I don't actually know if I know Diabolic. I think I was thinking of somebody else. But he's great. But I'll but, check uh, him out. Diabolic, um, all the nonfiction guys, Ill Bill. Um, you, you, I don't know nonfiction, but I, I was more into like that indie shit like Aesop Rock. And I like a lot of that shit. And like, right. Starface, Mu Tang Clan. And, okay. Um, that's like my 90s, you know. Yeah, well, well, you, you can't deny Wu Tang Clan. You can't deny the Nas. You can't, you can't deny the Mob Deeps. You can't deny, you know, Cool G Rap. All that stuff from back then is a, is, is a different thing. Sure. Like all the solo Wu Tang stuff, like Ghostface and Jizz. Yeah, Ghostface. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, Zarf, you, are you familiar with Zarface? Of course. Okay, it's, it's been sure. the deck and yes. fucking yes. Dude, they're fucking great. I found out about them like three weeks ago. Yeah. I, was like, I had no idea that these oh, guys were doing yo, shit. It's amazing. Vinny Paz and Jedi Mind Tricks. And oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. All that stuff. All those guys like Bill and Gore-Tex and, and Vinny, they're all the same kind of circle. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, you know, I, I like that circle. You know, yeah. Like like, like Hulk and Ultra, who was who was like Danny Boy from House of Pain and... Slain from Boston and Ill Bill and DJ Lethal or DJ Eclipse or, you know, all those guys. And there was a whole bunch of Everlash and House of Pain was in there for a while. All those guys. I'll, I'll turn you on to a whole bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. Cool. Totally. Yeah. And it's, it's not, and it, and it's not, it's not fucking people talking about like their fat ass bitches. Of and course. Fuck, it's, it's nothing about that. I hate that. I mean, I'm, that's how I got into like. You know, like Sage Francis and Aesop Rock and those guys, because yeah. they were just doing shit that was like that indie rap scene. You know, like you know, I'm not that much in the atmosphere anymore. But he was my guy who kind of got me into those, just like yeah. those guys. None who shall were, pass. Yeah. And who is that? What is None that? shall That's pass was Aesop Rock. Aesop Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I'm familiar with some of that. That's like that up Minnesota. Well, Aesop Rock's Long Island. Is he? He's from Long Island. Well, Minnesota atmosphere. atmosphere is Long Island. All the rhyme sayers guys. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But like you know, Def Jux and then we'd be, you know, Run the Jewels came from that shit. Right. You know, I like all that shit. I, I don't. I'm not really into like. You know who's you know who's fuck. amazing who just came out. Well, now this is it came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, really, it was like last Friday. But in podcast time, when you're hearing this, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's so fucking grimy. He's he he's. But he's so good at being grimy as Gorilla Nems. Whoa. I don't know if I know him. Oh, Seems familiar, though. Oh, he's fucking amazing. Oh, well, I'll check it don't out. Don't put it on when your kids are around. That's okay. I'm but it's fucking... But it's... It's 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 just... It's... It's... Quality ignorance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll check it all out. Yeah, check That's it great. all out. So, cool, man. Well, so... What about you? You, you have you have any dates or anything like that? Well, this is dropping 
in a couple of weeks from now, so I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. I'll just check out my podcast if you want, the Rad Dude Cast. That's, that's and that's fine. that's everywhere. It's available everywhere. It's available everywhere. And Cerebros is the, another podcast I do with my brother. If you're like in a nerd culture and shit, or if you know the banner and you want listen, to listen, to the listen wolf. to fuck, listen and support anybody from the fucking Stone family. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's all I care about. But thank you so much for fucking making the trip out and all that nah, shit, dude. That's not a problem. I'm, I'm glad that this was just as easy as it was. And Lil Allen's. Right up the road, you know. Yeah, I don't know if it's right up the road where I'm going. <laughs> it's like fucking way out there. Yeah. I'm going to get to the bottom of why the fuck he went. He wound up from the Glenwood Projects in Canarsie all the way out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll figure good. it out. Awesome. Who, who are you running from? <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. So what about your, your social media shit like that? Oh, yeah. Greg, Stone, Greg F. Stone on Instagram. and Greg F. Stone. You just look up Greg Stone, comedian. You can get everything if you're interested. I'm on all the podcasts. I'm in all the things. I'm... On all the yeah. platforms. I have an album that. called The Amazing Greg Stone that you can listen to. It's on Spotify and all that shit. Awesome. I don't make any money if it's on Spotify, but listen to it if you want to hear Yeah, listen. I shit. don't make no money on doing this shit either. No, I know, but it's so funny. You're like, yeah, it gives a shit. Like, listen to it. I don't really care. I just yeah. want people to laugh. All right. I yeah. hear you. I just want people to listen and then so they can support this guy. So, <laughs> so like I say it all the time. Go into all you got to do is just hit the link in my bio on Instagram. Once you hit that, it'll send you to Linktree and all the fucking shit is right there. But the Instagram is at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, and that's that, man. Great, thanks, yo, man. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, nice to actually meet you. <laughs> you too. And uh, thanks and shout out to Joey Stone from the Banner. <laughs> We're over here now. <laughs> that's great.